it's all slipping away. Yeah, I feel like reality is malleable and questionable. It's all really flexible lately. <laughs> Not in like a good way. Oh. <laughs> but like in like you got like an old Tupperware and it's just kind of like very flimsy and you can just turn it inside out or outside in. And you think I probably shouldn't put this in the microwave. It's probably going to give me like cancer. Yeah, it's but... already releasing those things just from like just sitting around. Right. It's been through so many microwaves. It's just charged <laughs> microwaves, <laughs> as they say. That's uh, yeah. That's how they say it. That's what reality's like. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's like a an old Stretch Armstrong little. Parts of it are really worn out, and other parts of it are thick balls of knotted cellulose. I look back on the uh, Stretch Armstrong revival of the 90s uh, in a positive sense. Me too. Uh, I remember wanting one really bad, and then getting one, and then thinking it was really cool. It, it's a pretty cool toy. I mean, it's a, it stretches, and it's like a little guy, like... Yeah. I love when things stretch and are little guys. Do, do you remember, like, they made Stretch Armstrong bad guys? Yeah. like monsters? Yeah, he had a dog. Uh, he, one of the things, like, I had a monster that, like, it had, like, a valve on its head, and you could use this pump to suck the air out of it. So, like, you would pose him in a position, and then you would use the pump, and he'd be, like, stuck in that position. That's bizarre. It was neat. He felt, like, really grainy after you used the pump on him. Gross. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, full spider eggs. <laughs> yes, he's full of spider eggs and air. Yeah, well, there's no air. You took all the air away. Yes. Did you pump air into him and make him huge? I don't know. I, I didn't try. The, the, the mechanism wasn't designed for that, but um, I don't know. This is the sort of scientific inquiry that the Raincoat Report needs to get into. Yeah, it's the sort of thing we're establishing the Raincoat Institute to tackle. Uh, yes, we'll do this one about the pump and the Stretch Armstrong bad guy, and then we'll do one about cock pumps. Yeah, and if you should use them on your Stretch Armstrong figures or not. Yeah, <laughs> what, what sort of impacts they have on Stretch Armstrong. Just attaching dick pumps to all the limbs and just furiously <laughs> charging the pump until it's like a super soaker where you've pumped it so far that it won't close. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. And then you just blast somebody with a super hard jet of water right in the eye. <laughs> there was a, there was a lot of super soaker warfare in the apartments that I grew up in. Yeah. That sounds right. You're, economically depressed on uh, warfare. Yeah. Very sad. It is sad, but you know what's not sad? Our, our broadcasting careers. Yes, our broadcasting careers. Uh, welcome to the Raincoat Report. This is Boss here with Jeremy. <coughs> you will know him by the hacking off mic. I'm okay. I guess. <laughs> I was the victim of a device before the show. <laughs> yes, uh, another 
casualty of the Raincoat Report Institute. Yeah. <laughs> Experiments. Well, that's why we need funding. Yeah. Uh, RaincoatReport at gmail.com. Send us money. Yeah. Uh, it's tax deductible if you send it to the Raincoat Institute. Uh, yes. Probably. I don't see why it wouldn't be. It's an institute. Uh, yeah, I guess so. That's a valid point. Yes, it is. So, <laughs> so uh, this week, we're making a little trip over to France. Is it France? Uh, France, I believe, is where it was made. Okay. I kept thinking it was German, but it's probably French. It's probably some of those uh, leftover Germans from the war. <laughs> that just stuck around. Uh, so, this French production was... Uh, 1978's Body Love by uh, Lassie Braun. Yeah, like the dog. Uh, yes, Lassie Braun. Lassie Brown. <laughs> Lassie Brown, come home. <laughs> so this is, again, a 1978 film with uh, a lot of names and faces that we're not familiar with because we haven't really covered anything French other than some of Jess Franco's productions. But he, I feel like he has kind of a a group that he works with. Yeah, I guess you would also say the the two films by... Uh, oh, Radley Metzger? Yeah, the two films by Radley Metzger. Cause they're, they're, some of it was filmed in France, but wasn't was the image like made... Was it French? Yeah, it's definitely at least co-funded by the French, so... Okay, so... But, you know, still different people involved. Different cast of characters. Different cast, yeah. No one we're really... No one I'm familiar with. Uh, no, but, uh... We definitely get to become a bit familiar with them in this film. It's true. It's, um... It's our... It's a, our vacation. <laughs> we're going on vacation. We're going to meet some new friends. Um, on the coast of France... Deep in the heart of France. Uh, yes. Uh, it's coasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one was uh, recommended to us by uh, a fan as well, I believe. Uh, yes, this was recommended to us by a fan via email. And yes. Uh, of course, if you want to make any requests, uh, reach us at raincoatreport at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, it might take us a little bit to fit in any requests just because we're well, usually working a few weeks ahead, but... Yeah. Uh, you know, we get around to it eventually. We'll get to it, and it'll be great. Uh, yes, it will be. I, I've liked most. I've liked the films that we've got recommendations for so far. I think for the most part. Uh, yeah. I feel like you were more mixed on Defiance, but I liked it. It was interesting. I'm happy that we watched it. I'm glad that we watched it, and I just always think about Fred Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Our think, greatest president. Yeah, I think about him a lot. Uh, went from being, he freed the slaves, and then he was in the last house on the left. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he made a bunch of porn films, and then I believe he was shot in a theater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what a ride. Sick Semper Tyrannus. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. I don't know. It's cool to shoot politicians. <laughs> it makes for interesting reading for me uh just just a note that jeremy's uh positions on assassinations don't necessarily reflect the views of the raincoat report or myself yeah 
You're a fucking pussy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. So, I'm a loose cannon. Uh, yes, you are. Can't be trusted. Uh, so, Body Love was again directed and written by Lassa Braun. He is an interesting name in the history of the business. Uh, I hadn't seen any of his films, but I recognized his name. And uh, he started making hardcore films, looks like probably beginning in the 70s. and sure, around the time when it was popping off. Uh, yeah, when it was popping off. And he continued to make films, not always super consistently. Looks like he took some breaks, but... Uh, his his last directorial credit was in 1999, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and he continued to do some other things, including co-writing The Possession of Mrs. Hyde, which was, I uh, believe, the AVN Award winner for Best Picture in 2018. Okay, so he's had some staying power. He's been hanging around. Well, the key is that uh, his son is Axel Braun, who uh, has uh, a good career making porn films these days. Okay, excellent. Uh, Axel Braun has 238 directorial credits, and he is probably most famous these days for his series of uh, porn parody films. More than one of those parody films, I believe won the AVN best picture award in those years. So he's been very successful, but, uh, while I was familiar with both of these names, I hadn't put it together in my head that they might be related until now. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was looking him up. He made a bunch of movies and also he wrote some books. Uh, yes, yes, he did. He wrote some erotic historical thrillers, uh, things like that. He wrote one called Lady Caligula. It's an erotic historic novel, so maybe I'll uh, see if that's in print. Uh, yes. It seems to be the only one with an English title, so it seems to be the only one I could probably read. Yeah, uh, they probably make they, it. They don't translate the titles on his Wikipedia but this second one is a study of female orgasm in the G-spot. Oh. So we're dealing with a ladies' man. Yes, we are. Um, and I think that'll become evident throughout the film. Uh, perhaps. Ladies run the world. Uh, well, yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps, in some ways. In some ways in this film. Uh, I'm not sure what message this film's trying to get across, to be honest. But uh, I guess we'll explore that as we go through our journey through the film itself yes um the theme is very simple it's about body love stupid oh yeah yeah i guess Um, i should have thought about that i a b l s it's about body love stupid oh yeah (laughs) just remember that simple uh mnemonic device (laughs) eblos eblos uh wonderful yes um so, you know, just keep that in mind as we're going through the episode. If you have any questions in your own brain, remember, it's very simple. Eblos. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Eblos is a good way to look at things. I do have to go ahead and just preemptively make a note that I'm glad that we got to see something that was erotic this week. 
Because oh, yeah. uh, we had a couple weeks in a row where we talked about movies that were interesting, but not quite erotic. They were pornographic, but they were not erotic. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. That's a way to look they at it. They were explicit, but uh, they didn't move me. Yes. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of movement in these <laughs> next couple weeks. So uh, keep your eyes peeled. Keep your ears open. Um, keep your nostrils flared. Uh, and Your tongues a wagon. Yes, because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of shaking and moving coming your way. Uh, yes, that is a threat. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break to our elected officials. We're gonna take a quick <laughs> break, <laughs> and then we'll be back to talk about body love. Did you see your stepmother around this morning? Mm-hmm. She was around. Mm-hmm. And where was she? I saw her driving away in the car. Don't forget, we're having a few guests over tonight. You know why, don't you? I know why. You'll have your first man tonight. Don't disappoint me. I promised you I would try. Mm -hmm. No, he was really getting going about... I don't know, he was off for some kind of... Med- like. Uh, he had to go get, like, a colonoscopy or whatever, so he had to, yeah. like, drink all that stuff and just kind of shit for a day. That sucks. Yeah, uh, but I don't remember exactly how it came up, but soccer came up, and he's against soccer for some reason. <laughs> uh, partially because it's very boring to him, I guess, which I, I could accept that. Um, yeah. I don't really think sports are that great in general, so... Soccer is interesting because it's kind of fast-paced in a sense, but at the same time, you might end a game with nobody scoring. Yeah. So that's kind of boring in a sense that yeah. like there's less progress being made. If you want points, maybe it's not the game for you. Yeah. But he started talking about how it was all played by uh, gays. That's interesting. Yeah, he said it was for... He's very adamant, and this is a point he's made before, that soccer's for gay people. That's interesting. Uh, I don't know if that's a real belief or him just trying to be like derisive and just like <laughs> stir shit with for no one for no reason. But somehow he hopped from that to like trans children. What? Yeah, and he was like, they shouldn't be getting surgeries and all this stuff when they're eleven. And I was like, where are we going? And he's like, you know what it is? It's bad parenting. Oh boy! Like, oh great. <laughs> um. I just didn't engage him, though. I was like, okay. I was playing on my phone and just letting him go off. <laughs> he was just... And he started in. He's like, when are you going to get a real job? And I was like, Jesus Christ, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, he w- didn't even sound like mad. This is just like him, like, doing, like, improv. Like, just, like, crowd work. <laughs> like, he ran out of, like, material and then just started in on me. Like, he's fucking, like, Mickey Rooney or whoever. Who's the one that makes people mad? Uh, Andy Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> the wrestler Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Uh, no. The comedian. He's all angry and pinch-faced. And he's an insult comic. <sighs> I don't know insult comedy. Yeah, insult comedy. Don Rickles. Okay. Don Is Rickles. He- I, I didn't know he was an insult comic, but... I'm pretty sure he is. He probably is. I don't know his work, really. I know his name. Look up Don Rickles' insults. 
Oh, my, I'm not connected to the internet on my laptop. I'm not going to look up any Don Rickles insults. I'm going to focus on my notes, and we're going to talk about body love. Uh, so <laughs> we're back on the Raincoat Report to talk about body love. And in order to do that, I should probably pull up my notes <laughs> that I did not have up yet. Oh, man, you're going to get Don Rickles so hard by the audience. The audience better not Don Rickles me. Oh, what's happening? Body... <laughs> Shit, almost knocked over my beer. Very good. Body Love opens up with our lead character, Martine, stretching out and uh, doing ballet-type stuff. Yeah. Um... Stretching her legs out. Uh, we get a lot of close-ups on her, and uh, including, like, one of the first things we get is a close-up of her crotch, and we see all of her pubes Yeah, they're poking just splayed out, out of her like, out of little one-lit... One her little body stocking. Yeah, her yeah. uh so um, a leotard. Yeah, leotard. That sounds right. Yeah. It's a little yeah. Very hairy. Yes. But uh she watches as a woman gets into a car and drives away. It's her stepmother. Uh her father then comes in and he tells her that they're having company over tonight and says that she knows why. He explains that tonight she's going to uh, have her first man. Yes, that's important. Uh, he tells her, don't disappoint me. She says that she promised him that she would try. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is what this family does. Yeah, this family is a lot like all families, I think. So, this reminds me of a story. Oh, so, this boy. is... This is... I don't know that they actually say it in the movie, but in the synopsis it says it's Martine's 18th birthday. Yeah. I don't know that they... Did they say it's her birthday? They don't bring that up as far as I can... Okay. In my notes, say. But, uh, yeah, it's it's Martine's 18th birthday, so her dad's going to get her laid. Um, but this reminds me of my 18th birthday when... My dad took me to a strip club. <laughs> Excellent. This is a story that uh, I f I'm surprised that it didn't come up yet because it's such a bizarre story. Yes. Um, but uh, he he took me to a uh, deja vu. Excellent. And we went there and uh, he gave me a bunch of money to use for tips. I think when I was giving out tips, I accidentally gave one of the strippers like a 20 or something. Yeah. Because I realized that like my money count was totally wrong later. But uh, she came up and was really insistent about trying to give me a lap dance, which would make sense if I just gave her a 20 during her normal dance when that people normally give her ones. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but I, I, I think that that's why she had come over and uh, I was confused as to why she was so insistent. Uh, but I turned her away, and I turned away a few lap dances because they would go around kind of yeah, that's what they soliciting do. for them. Yeah, they just, you know, you uh, want to dance, and you're like, no, thank you. But eventually, my dad decided to give uh, 20 bucks to one of them, even though I, I told her no thank you. And uh, then I was obligated to a lap dance. Excellent. So we're going over, and there's like this separate little booth basically where yeah, they give lap dances chair booth thing yeah 
And uh, as we're going to that booth, she trips. Oh, God. And then she says, oh, sorry, I just had my my uh, shift drink. I really need them to do my job. Oh, no. <laughs> so that was an immediate boner killer. Even me at 18, I was like, no, yeah. no. She's like, sorry, I got a drink to do this. <laughs> yeah. So uh, then she gave me a lap dance and uh, showed me her beaver. Excellent. And uh, I was a little turned on, but she was also not really uh, the stripper I was most attracted to anyway. Sure. It was just the one that my dad decided to insistently pay. It's the one he liked. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she, she was attractive and all. Right. She wasn't unattractive, just not my favorite. But... Uh, at the end of the day, it was an experience that I'll never forget. It sounds like it, it stayed with you and maybe formed you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> for Martine's 18th birthday, things are weirder. Yeah. Somehow. A little bit. So, yeah, her dad's going to get her laid. So, then we see her stepmother driving around. She checks a map and pulls up to a house and... Starts to poke around the house, walking through it, and uh, then she stops and looks at a mirror, and uh, she sees the reflection of a man. Yes. Uh, looks like an old guy in a Confederate outfit. Yeah, he's definitely like, yeah, like a man and dressed up like a Confederate ghost. So uh, she's startled by him and runs downstairs, where she gets grabbed by two shady fellows who ask her what she's doing here and where she's going, and then they start to undress her. She tells them to stop, but they continue. They lay her down on the steps, and she starts yelling yes, yes at this point. Yeah. She's really into it, so yeah. I'm, I'm confused here. I was like, did they just make this a thing where she gets raped and she ends <laughs> up just liking it and all of that? But no, in fact, we find out it's all over quite quickly initially yes uh we quickly cut to her talking to uh, her husband martin's dad he's uh, a duke or a baron yes he's, he's a, a baron okay she's a the she's a baroness a baroness. Yeah. yes so the baroness is talking to the baron playing away at his piano he's uh playing at his piano yes She's uh, She had come through the door completely naked and approached him at the piano. And uh, he begins by asking her if she liked it. He asks her how many guys there were. And she tells him two. And then says it's three because one didn't participate. The Confederate didn't. Yeah, I don't know what his deal was. But she starts telling him about her experience. And this is where we kind of realize that this was... Uh, in a ranged situation here that she uh, found herself in. Yes. And mm -hmm. these men were paid to uh, give her the business. Yes, and give her the business they do. They do. At one point, she's on the steps and they're fucking her and her wig falls off. It at least seemed intentional when they do it in this, unlike in some other films. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say that was intentional in the film. Uh, but... We see the Baron, and he's taking great delight in his wife, relishing him with the story. He asks if they had big cocks. She tells him they had normal cocks, but she liked the taste of them. He asked her if she liked them more than his, 
But she notes that these were ordinary men, not men of a noble bearing like him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you can tell the one guy's from the lower classes because he's wearing a baseball t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and his ass isn't groomed and shaved. Uh, yes. It is a dense forest. <laughs> a dense forest of ass. Um, we see them... Uh, having their way with her, basically. Uh, one licks her ass for a bit, and uh, she's blowing one. She gets fucked by both of them and tells her husband, the Baron, about it. And um, We get some missionary, reverse cowgirl, uh, some 69ing while the guy who she's not 69ing uh, directly with is fingering her ass. Yeah. She tells the Baron that they gave her the best ass fucking I've ever had. Yeah, and she also does like a double suck thing where she's sucking both of their dicks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's important, too. Don't forget that. <laughs> uh, and we see her getting fucked in the ass, and uh, the guy switch, and one of them comes on her pubes. And then we cut away from that situation to Martine, our lead here. She's stretching out on what appears to be like the slant of the roof of the place they're at their manor yeah she's just bathing in the sun and uh asking on the rock like a big lizard (laughs) (laughs) um and then we see a blonde woman looking out her window at martine uh this is gilda yes gilda that sounds correct um played by gilda aren't aren't you uh, yes. Yes, it is. Gilda asks Martine what's eating her. Martine tells Gilda that she saw her messing with her dad in the hallway last night. Yeah, which is something we don't get to see. Uh, no. But it kind of made it seem like we should have known or like know who this character is a little bit. Yeah. But we don't. No. But uh tough. That's, I don't know, That that's how characters get introduced sometimes. That's fair. So Gilda unzips her skirt and approaches Martine, asking her to kiss her. Martine says no at first, but she insists and they end up making out. Um, they start to lick each other's nipples and everything, and... Uh, Martine takes all of her hair and drapes it across Gilda's head. <laughs> A very strange move that I'm going to try out. Uh, I hope you do. Come here. No. I'm going to engulf you in my locks. So as they're caressing each other, we cut from that to us seeing the Baroness being interviewed by a reporter. Yeah, little hobbit of a man. Yeah. He asked her about her relationship with the Baron and her next film, uh, she says that it's going to be a porno, and the reporter seems shocked. Uh, he t- he says that he guesses she'll use a double, but she notes that the public would see right through that. Yeah, Michelle Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> You're on to you and your tricks. <laughs> uh, we continue to cut between the Baroness and the reporter and Martine and Gilda, who... Uh, appear in a hammock thing in the in kind of a attic like area yeah i made a note i was like how did we get here they were outside what part of the house is this 
Uh, I'm assuming they just were able to walk through a window and yeah, they get were into there. this attic area. Yeah, it's a real, it's real Luigi's mansion <laughs> over there in Europe. The reporter keeps talking to the Baroness, and uh, he notes that she seems to have an open mind about pornography and uh, says that she might have trouble finding good actors, but she says some of the best actors today are taking their clothes off and fucking in front of the cameras. Yes. Yes, indeed. He's definitely angling to fuck. Yeah. Like, the the tone and the, the way of his questioning... Yeah, well... He's, he's looking for a way to insert himself, uh, pretty literally. Uh, well, at the end of the day, he he ends up finding a way to insert himself, so... Yeah. Everybody goes home happy. It's true. Um, Martine and Gilda scissor, and they start to aggressively make out and grind, and uh, eventually they collapse together. She... They, like, really, like, get in there and, like, spread themselves out for, like, the scissoring... Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. And it makes me wonder, is there a female version of, like, docking? Um. You can, like, maybe slide the clitoral hood onto the other clitoris. <laughs> and, or, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Insert the clitoris into the vagina somehow. <laughs> I don't, um, I don't it? know anatomically how any of that would work. Oh, boy. We need to get some lesbians on this show. Raincoat Report Research Institute. Yeah. Yeah, write it down. Put it on the list of stuff we're going to find out. Yeah, uh, keep the funding coming. (laughs) Oh, Uh, yeah. Are we doing a telethon episode? Are we getting live donations? I sure hope so. Uh, So, after they finish... um, Gilda asks Martine if she was jealous of her, and Martine says that she doesn't want Gilda to have sex with other women or men, and that her body belongs to her. Yeah, Martine's really demanding. Yes, she is. She's spoiled as shit. Yeah. Growing up the Baron's daughter. Yeah. This movie, I think, expands on some of the class warfare stuff we've seen in the other films. Yeah. It go. We're seeing the other side of the coin now. This is how the rich live. They, uh shoot us with their anesthesia guns and <laughs> yes. demand that we not fuck anyone else. Yeah, those bastards. I hate them. So we see the interviewer with the Baroness more, and uh, the reporter notes that society is going to judge her. After all, she's a Baroness, but she says she doesn't care if there's a scandal. She wants to show herself as a woman on screen. He asks her about it putting strain on her marriage, but she tells him that she's a modern woman, and uh, it seems to be okay in their relationship. Yeah, it works for them. It sure does. Uh, So we see the Baroness and the reporter this time at a table with basically everybody in the house there. The Baroness is talking about sexual desperation and mentions pleasuring herself with a hairbrush. Yes. Gilda asks her which end, the handle or the bristles, and she says both. Yes. Gilda asks her if she came, and then Martine jumps in and says, of course she did. (laughs) Uh, Glinda Glinda says she masturbates every day, uh, Glinda being the Baroness. Yes, the Baroness Glinda. Uh, Glinda says she masturbates every day. 
She rubs her clitoris and then needs something hard inside of her, and it doesn't matter what it is. That's why she uses the, uh, the brush. Yes. It's very good. Martine starts talking to the reporter about how people are always coming over, and there's like group therapy sessions and sensibility training. Yes. She says something about discovering others with the with their sense of touch. Sounds like body love to me. Uh, yes, it sure does sound like <laughs> body love. Uh, the reporter reaches over and says something to Martine about how he should touch her. But Martine says no, she's only with women. Yeah, so that's when I knew this reporter was really up to no good. Yeah, he's a creep. my suspicions, yes. The Baroness explains that Martine's only been with women and hasn't been pleasured by a man's penis, as she says. Excellent. Yet. Not yet. So it's suggested that Martine shows the reporter the trailer. The trailer Um, in the park. Yeah, so she walks the reporter out to this little camper outside. Uh, And this is where we get introduced to the slave. Yes, uh, played by Gemma Jimenez. Uh, Yes. Who's a babe. I really like her. Uh, Uh, She sure is. I don't know if she's in anything else we've seen, but uh, I'd like to see more of her. Yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to take a look at her. Though you do see quite a bit of her here. Uh, you sure do. Martine notes that she lends her out to her friends sometimes, and uh, she wakes her up and tells her to show the reporter her pussy. Yes. So she just kind of pushes her panties aside a bit and shows it to him, but uh, she tells. Uh, Martine tells her to take off her panties uh, and then to spread her legs and play with herself and starts to give her more specific commands of putting fingers here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, uh, she's leaned, she's bent over in front of them and she reaches around and puts a finger in her ass. Yes, yes, she does. The reporter is clearly hot and bothered here. And after a while, Martine asks if he'd like to try her. So he says yes. Martine asks him if he would like to use her mouth, and he says yes. So Martine commands the slave specifically on what to do as she crawls over and gives him a blowjob. Yeah, this is a good scene. Uh, Martine notes to the reporter that for the slave, there's no better feeling than a dick in her mouth. It's true. She says, you see the way his penis grows? It's food for you, my sweet. (laughs) Yes, he does. (laughs) What a great line. Mm -hmm. As he's getting blown, the reporter asks Martine if she's ever sucked a prick. And she says no. He asks her if she ever would, and she says never. The slave keeps blowing him, and the reporter notes that he's never had a woman that would do anything he wanted before. He knows that women are complicated. He's always been with women who wanted to do something and he didn't, or uh, he wanted to do something and they didn't. So uh, Martine says if there's anything he'd like to do with the slave, all he has to do is tell her. Uh, He confirms that that's okay, and Martine says that he has her permission. So we see the slave and the reporter standing and he gets down and starts to kiss and caress her body as martine watches on Mm -hmm. he lays her down and works her vagina a bit with his hands and then they 69 and uh 
he starts to fuck her and she holds open her vagina lips as he's pushing in. Yes, excellent. More spread vaginas. It's it's a wonderful world. <laughs> uh, I think in Europe there are more whole men. Okay, that makes sense. The men who appreciate the whole. Yeah. Um, so you just get a lot more of that. It's beautiful stuff. It is. It's um, it's where we all come from, buddy. Yes. <laughs> So and, uh, they really appreciate that. <laughs> he continues to fuck her uh, missionary doggy reverse cowgirl. After a bit, Martine yells out for him to come on her. And then we see him fucking away. And finally, he pulls out and comes on her pubes before pushing back in and fucking a little bit more. He can really lay some pipe for someone who seems very pathetic. <laughs> so, you know, good for him. Yes. <laughs> The Baron and another guy, uh, one of these party guests, are outside by a pond, and uh, then we see a servant leading uh, another woman into the house, uh, again, another one of the guests, and uh, the Baron and this other guy are talking about architecture and stuff, and uh, finally we see Martine in her ballet leotard from earlier walking slowly through the door and closing it behind her. Yes, she does have like red like like full length like leg warmers uh yes she does and yes. that is uh quickly the only thing that she has yes but they're good for keeping track of her and what's to come uh yes they are <laughs> so uh as she's walking into this room the camera pulls back a bit and we start to see that it's a room full of people in uh various states of undress uh, mostly sitting, some standing. Um, this is the party that Dad referred to earlier. What a party it will be. So Martine starts to slowly dance around a woman near the door, and she's basically doing the exact same thing that Andre was doing in that's, Mary Mary. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about <laughs> when I was watching this. Because at first I was like, okay, she's just doing some like mime work to this first woman like she's trapped in an invisible box and is just kind of going around right but then she proceeds to do the same thing to basically everyone right and it's at this point i was like maybe that's orgy etiquette that we just don't know about <laughs> maybe like that's like something from the late 70s it was like a relic that hasn't survived or you do like a pre-orgy like vibe check yeah i don't know that the rules of orgies are as well known now as they were in the 70s yeah to find like a handbook or something from like 1976 and consult it like the swingers guide to san francisco 19 yeah. <laughs> whatever edition yeah yeah i'll figure it out <laughs> um, uh, more work for the research institute God, there's a lot on our plate folks and anybody you can uh part with anything you can donate to further the cause of science is uh very much appreciated <laughs> So as she's doing all this, everybody's just basically staring forward and not, like, having any reaction to her. And this goes on for a while. And then we start to get some close-ups of the plants and decorations of the room, intercut with shots of people in the room. Uh, as she's working her way around the room, I do believe she stops and fondles her dad's dick for a second. Yes, I believe so. As he is one of the people in the room that she is starting to fondle a bit more as she continues through the room. Yeah. At first, it's it's a lot of uh, hand-waving around people, and then as she gets further in, she gets more and more touchy with people. Yeah, it's a very, uh, very gradual process. 
but she starts to kiss people a bit and then starts to get more aggressive. And then the people start to crowd around Martine and undress her, uh, save for her leg warmers. Uh, they all start to touch all over her, and uh, the orgy picks up. Yes, yes, it uh, does. And a lot of stuff happens here. There's not a whole lot of notes. Um, yeah. There are a few things, like as uh, Martine's leaning back, there's this one guy who's rubbing his dick on the top of her head, like <laughs> yeah. in, her, in her hair. There's a guy who looks like Bob Hoskins. <laughs> and I don't like seeing him at the orgy. Um, I think this scene, like, it's kind of like it's tough to like describe it in like a narrative fashion. Yeah. But uh, I think it's pretty well shot in yeah. general. Like, I like it's well paced. Uh, yeah. He, uh, he being uh, Lassie, uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Braun, Herr Braun, he's Italian, but. Bronze German. He was he was born in France. Oh my god! And died in Italy. I don't know. I hate Europe. They don't even. They're like we don't have any borders within the continent, but if you try to get in, we will sink your boat. Uh, to make things even more confusing, uh, he was born as Alberto Faro. Oh, I guess he was born in France to an aristocratic Italian family. Oh boy, Alberto. <laughs> It's a slogan, I think. I probably read on your shelf. <laughs> the many food items that I see. Uh, but yeah, it's it's well shot. Uh, I like how they kind of keep Martine sort of at the center of things, even when they kind of drift off to other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, they keep like going back to her as like the, kind of the main focus. Uh, it's pretty good. I do think she ends up boning her dad. I... I'm not sure. She bones an older man, and at that point, there were just so many like people that I was just yeah, kind of... I was I like, I'm not sure who she's fucking at this point. I don't think she fuck. I, 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 don't, I don't recall that happening, but I'm not sure, because sure. you're right in the sense that like there's just a lot of dicks flying around. And- it go- it's a long scene. It goes on for like at least like 15 or like maybe like 20 minutes of film. Yeah, I feel and- like the movie's like got 20 minutes left at this point, and there's not much after this. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably 15-ish. But yeah, she gets to do a lot of fucking here. Uh, At one point, we see a guy pull out and come on her pubes and then just go right back to fucking her. Oh, yeah. Things switch up and we see different partners a bit, but everything's really focusing around Martine. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of orgy here, basically, but uh, at the end of it, we finally see everybody naked, kind of just collapsed in various parts of this room on the ground. Everyone's taking like a big group nap. Yeah, and it's dark in the room, and we see Martine get up off the ground and slowly walk over the pile of bodies. She surveys the room a bit before opening the door and then looks back onto the room, and then we get a freeze frame of her. And we get the sound effect of a door closing, although we don't see it happen. And we get the credits. And that was Body Love. That was it. That was it. So uh, we'll take a break here and then we'll be back to talk about Body Love. Well, how was it? Did you enjoy it? Of course. How many were there? There were two. I ordered three. There were three. Then why did you say there were two? 
because one of them didn't participate. Mm. So go on. You've got me so hot, I'm bursting. Mm. Fuck me a little. You'll be fucked in your mouth and your cunt and your ass everywhere. Mm. Their hands and mouths were all over me. I could feel a tongue slide into my asshole. Did you suck their cocks? Why, certainly. Mm. And what kind of cocks were they? Just normal cocks. Normal cocks? Were they big, small, thick, thin? How were they? They were good. They tasted good. They felt good in my mouth. As good as mine feels in your mouth? Oscar, they were ordinary men, not of noble bearing like you. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Working on a theme song oh, for the yeah. show. That's I all, like it. That's all I've got so far. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. It's played really sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a sad program we have. Yeah, it's all about the misery. Just all about the misery. All aspects of miserality. Miserality. Yeah, this misreality that we live in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we taken a small break in our misreality to talk a bit more about body love so jeremy why don't you start out with your raincoat review okay of body love i think i will i'd say overall i i enjoyed body love it is an erotic film yes um but that said i do think that there's maybe not a lot to it besides the eroticism yeah uh say the narrative of the film is kind of lacking. There's no main, like, dramatic thrust to the film. Thrust. Yeah, thrust. (laughs) Like, you're informed at the beginning that she's going to have her first man tonight. Uh Uh-huh. But there's nothing really to that in the rest of the movie. Right. It's kind of becomes more of, like, a character study of this... uh, very dysfunctional like aristocratic family right where they're all just kind of living like weird desaad style like lives from the uruguayan slave that lives in a trailer <laughs> to uh the weird sex rape games that uh mom and dad are playing right so in that aspect i think it kind of succeeds i don't know if that was necessarily his intention right but uh it does show how depraved the upper classes truly are yeah. And why we must unite to have sex with them, because it sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get into one of those orgies. Yeah, if you can get us into one of those orgies, raincoatreport at gmail.com. <laughs> or if you want to give us money so that we can further research them, raincoatreport at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> so I thought Lassie's direction... Technically, it was probably better than, like, uh, his bringing, like, any kind of narrative story to life. Okay. Um, I thought the film looked really good for the most part. I think he generally decent cinematography, uh, well-shot sex scenes. Yeah. Like, some of the stuff uh, in the orgy particular is well-filmed. Like, I've already kind of praised that a little bit, how I liked how that was uh, done through mostly kind of, like, build-up. Yeah. Uh, to, like the main action instead of just dropping us right into it. I thought that was good. Yeah. Um, and like some, like the sex scenes in the trailer, he uses that cramped space like pretty well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In terms of, like framing and stuff. So I like some stuff, things like that. 
I don't know. I feel like his camera work, uh, he kind of roams around a lot. You get a bunch of different shots of, like, bodies, like, different parts. Yeah. Uh, that's evident in, like, the opening scene where there's a bunch of, like, shins and elbows and pubic hair. Yeah. Um, things like that. So, all, all that's pretty solid. I don't really know any of the actors in the film. Yeah, yeah. So, I can't really criticize them, like, based on past or future performances that I might have seen them in. And also the film is dubbed, so I think probably maybe some of the nuances of their performances might be lost. Perhaps. But, uh, I don't know, they all did fine. Yeah. I know what the characters, who they were and what, uh, they represented. Yeah. Um, and what they represent is no good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, though they seem to be having fun. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, at whose expense, really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I said I enjoyed the major performances uh, from the aloof domineering Martine to the man dressed as a Civil War ghost's baffling appearance. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to forget him. Yeah. He's very important to me. Yes. Uh, Music, we didn't really talk about it during the thing, but uh, in general, we talk about the soundtracks a lot and how I say, you know, they're pretty good. Like, people artist or whatever you don't normally hear very much or it might be like someone who's just kind of like a one-off or like studio musician or it might even Stu- be tubular bells or it might even just be an unlicensed version of tubular bells uh, <laughs> but here we have klaus schultz of uh tangerine dream one of the uh pioneering electronic music bands uh, of the 70s yeah tons of great albums tons of soundtracks for films that aren't pornography. So I didn't really see much about it, but I'm curious how this came into like how this one fell into his lap. Right. Um, but it's good. I like all the music. Uh, if you like that kind of like progressive synth sort of stuff, uh, you'll probably dig it. Yeah. Uh, I think it works well within the context of the film too. And I never thought there would be a day when I would see your Wayne, uh trailer slave finger their ass to his music <laughs> um, but you know we live in a wonderful world we sure do yeah all that stuff about reality being flexible and bendy earlier is fine if this is the end result <laughs> indeed <laughs> um i guess the sex is the last thing i'd talk about uh i liked all the sex i was very surprised at our reporter's ability to lay pipe <laughs> I thought he was going to be kind of like a little like cuck type character from the way they kind of introduced him. Yeah. But he ended up uh, getting a little bit of everybody. He sure I think, did. By the end. Uh, Martine's hot. Her slave's hot. Yeah. Mom looks like she might have kind of like weird fake 70s tits. Yeah. They are strange looking. They're kind of boxy. Yeah. But that's okay. She's all right. Yeah. I liked some of the orgy goers. I don't know their names, but they could really fuck. Yeah, yeah, they uh, sure could. All in all, a good film. A little baffling, perhaps, at times, in terms of uh, if you're trying to process it as a narrative film. Right. But if you're just thinking of it as an experience, an emotion that can only be labeled as body love, we well, got to give it four out of five stars. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. I also appreciated Body Love. Uh, I think that the last few weeks we've been not that erotic. Uh, I think I might have already brought that up. But uh, it was nice to see something here that 
definitely had a real air of eroticism. Um, I definitely appreciated the camera work and the way that the sex was shot in this. Uh, I think that that definitely helps when it's done the right way. Yeah, because it's a it's a fuck film where they just you know they're just banging from wall to wall. Right, but it's done well enough with like enough like understanding of like what's erotic and like how to frame that that it works absolutely better than other films of a similar style. Indeed. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Okay. I think also helping that was the score. Absolutely. Uh, it definitely helped make it kind of a. It boosted things. I also got my second vaccine shot, so I was a little fevery when I was watching it, <laughs> <laughs> and that that might have helped. Uh, excellent. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of a fever dream of a film in a way. Yeah. And uh, you know, overall, I appreciated it. Yeah. Um, I did think that there was a bit less as far as narrative here than mm-hmm. I would prefer. Right. I think that, to your earlier point, there's not really anything that happens that isn't revealed in the first few minutes. Yeah. Um, Well, I don't know. Like, we didn't see the slave coming or anything, really. No, that's true, but... So, uh, but as far as, like, the what happens at the end of the movie, yeah, we it, know at the beginning what's going to happen. Yeah, and, then, like, the slave being introduced doesn't change anything or change, like, the stakes of the film or... Right, and that's the thing. There are no stakes in this film yeah. at all. Because you it's, think at the outset, yeah, you could think that if she's going to have a man today that, and it's her first one, that there'd be like trepidation or some kind of anxiety, like maybe involved with that or like excitement even. Right. Some kind of like emotional stakes involved in that. And instead, it's just she ends up doing jazz fingers and then just getting penetrated to holy hell. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, there's not, like, much happening beyond what we see, you know, on the surface. But if you look at it as a vehicle for pornography, it's fine. Yes. And, uh, you know, there is something to the end of the movie where I'm asking myself, are they trying to say something here? Like, what is her overall thought at the end of the day? Because, you know, she, she was only with women before, so... You know, as you said, there should be some sort of, like, stakes here, but she doesn't really have much trepidation about it. No. Like, all the background is there for her to, but she doesn't express any at any point. Right. And And it it does make me wonder if this film was, like, edited down some before, like, finally getting, like, released. Yeah. Like, there might be, like, some maybe a little more connective tissue that they were, like, Perhaps. Yeah, I don't, I don't know for sure. I didn't research it. Right. <laughs> but, you know, at the end, she gets up from the orgy and she keeps peeking back at the room and it freeze frames on her looking back at the room. And it makes me wonder if that's her, like, happy or unhappy or what. It's kind of vague about it's, that. It's, it's very ambiguous. But uh, at the end of the day, it's not really that important to the story. Right. Um, I did really love the scene with the slave. Mm-hmm. The uh, the fun uh, S&M play at work there was fun. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely one of the standouts. I was at first puzzled by the fake rape scene at the beginning, but once I figured out what was going on, it was like, oh, okay, I yeah, get it. it so makes sense. That's fine. But... 
at the end of the day, you know, it was uh, it was a fun little ride, and I enjoyed myself. It was erotic. It was well shot. It was technically competent in every way, and uh, the performances were good or good enough at the very least. Yeah, and uh, it was a nice little perverted trip to go on. So overall, I give it three and a half stars. Excellent. All right, so that was Body Love. Yeah. Uh, next week we have a special episode. Oh, yes, uh, for the coming holiday. Yes, Cinco de Mayo is coming up. And In fact, we, that'll be the day that the episode drops. And we are disparaging the struggle of the good people of Mexico to bring you a Mother's Day special. Uh, yes, it'll be our Mother's Day special, so... Listen to it with your mom. Yeah. and uh, Bring your mom. Bring your uh, sister. Yep. Anyone you're related to, bring them. Yeah, bring them along. Bring your friends. Tell them to... Not your friends. Only relations. Oh, I guess that's true. Yes. Only your relatives. Bring them along. And uh, don't forget your raincoat. Yes. <laughs>